Podcast, Cody Mitchell, Connor Holiday here. Week seven is in the books. And I tell you what, buddy, week seven was awesome. And we got to experience it all together. We basically just sit on my couch and was pieces of shit for 12 hours. Shout out to my fiance for putting up with us the entire time. Yeah, it kind of drove her insane. Yeah, there was a little bit of highs. There was some there was some highs early on. We got a little low at the 330 slate and kind of caught ourselves back up at the the nighttime, besides a couple games there, obviously, that yeah. we get to. Um but obviously, to start here, we're well. For one, we're gonna cut through these big games real quick, and then a little different since we're about halfway, maybe a little more than halfway through the season. We're gonna go conference by conference, run down the slate, and kind of just get an outlook of how the conference looks right now and who possibly we think will be meeting each other in the conference title games or whatever. Yep. But there's, I mean, obviously the game we're gonna start with is Oregon Washington. Washington thirty six. Oregon 33. Oregon misses a 43-yard field goal at the end of regulation to secure the win for Washington. Um, I mean, the story of this game is two decisions that are going to be something that Dan Lanning is going to probably think about here for a while. Yeah, Dan Lanning and Oregon fans, obviously. The two giant fourth down plays, one being uh, fourth and goal, six seconds before halftime at the Washington 3 Oregon is down 18 to 22 and as a plus they also get the ball to start the second half Dan Lanning opts to go for the touchdown doesn't get it then the last one would be fourth and three uh, 211 left in the game at the Washington 47 and they were up 33 to 29 opt to go for the Obviously, go for the kill there and just win it right there with your offense. Don't get it. Washington then proceeds to go down the field, score a touchdown, leave you a little bit more time so that you can line up for a field goal and you obviously miss. So, yeah, I mean, I guess this is what you get with Dan Lanning. He, I mean, when it comes to decisions, he is uber, uber aggressive. I mean, you saw it with after their first touchdown. Oh, we're going for two. And then they ended up going for two again. And there was also one other fourth down that they were, it was fourth and three from, uh, fourth and three, 330 left in the third quarter at Washington's eight. You were down 18 to 29 at that point, and you try go, but I mean, that one's very understandable. They're all sort of understandable. I think the worst one was the one right before half. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Obviously. Like that. I mean, at that point, you take the points there. Yeah. I, I get the logic behind the last one because if you punt. 
like you're given Washington the opportunity to go down the field and consume so much more clock. If you if you get if you go for it there and don't get it, Washington obviously scored, but they did leave you enough time to answer. If they if you punt, Washington goes down the field, then you really don't have that much time to answer. Yeah, I I, I mean it's it's also the difference between me and you when it comes to our philosophy on coaching. Like in the fourth quarter, I would have punted. Like if you have faith in your special teams, you can get the ball inside the ten yard line and make Oregon drive down the field and score on Washington. you. Washington or Washington, yeah, drive down the field and score on you. It's also college football too. So like I know they would run a lot of time off, but you would if you have thirty seconds and get the ball back, you have plenty of time to drive down the field and still get a field goal. Well, yeah, I mean, I get it. And you gave Penix some, like Penix obviously they're three hundred yard or three hundred like I think it was like three nine was it three ninety two. It's three oh two, four touchdowns. But he did throw the pick and you did make him uncomfortable at sometimes. Yeah, you so. a, you actually forced a good amount of punts from Washington. Like oh, there were times that Washington's offense just did not seem to be like going at full speed, especially in that second half, but it seemed like like we were watching together. Penix was taking some shots and like really, really feeling them. You could see him on the sideline in some like agony at times. But, um, yeah, I think that Washington offensively didn't play their best game. But, I mean, their offense or their defense came up huge, obviously, on the fourth downs. And there were a lot of times that the Washington defense that has its moments where it can be very leaky were was very good. But, I mean, if you would have told me coming out of this game, Oregon outgained Washington – ran for 100 more yards than Washington, won the time of possession, and won the turnover margin, I would have told you that Oregon won this convincingly. But I mean, more, I mean, again, like I kind of alluded to, it comes down to those two decisions. And you also got to give credit, though, to Oregon's defense, too, in those situations. Like, in, in, in college football, with an explosive offense and, like, a fourth and short, like, those are give, like those are gimmies mm-hmm. 90% of the time. And Washington's defense stood up when it had to the most and got the stops. Um, Still, to me, though, this was the game of the year so far. Yeah, I would say so. And I think I think it's right that it, in the new rankings, Oregon only dropped like one spot. Yeah, I, I, didn't, think, I didn't even look at the rankings. Oregon yeah, I think they deserve that. This was like you lost, but like you're far from out of it. And you prove that you are a very, very good team. Granted, you should have probably won the game. Yeah, I think it's a five. Like it's probably if you play these two teams on a neutral, it's probably splitting right down the middle. Like it's if not, like I, I wouldn't just say like yeah, Oregon probably should have won this football game, but I wouldn't say they're better than Washington by any means. Like I think these teams are right there neck and neck, and they're probably and we'll get to that when we do the Pac-12. These are probably going to be the two teams that meet each other. Later in the season it. two, I really, I don't, it. but because some of us it. have futures on other teams, but I mean, if you ask me right now, like these are the best two teams, and guess what, Bonix played a phenomenal game on the road, and yes. that is something that he is aside as, from the fourth down plays. Yes, as good as he has, the amount of leaps he's jumped from his time at Auburn, even last season at Oregon, there were some games where he struggled on the road, and mm-hmm. he went out into a hostile environment and he played very well. Yes, so Oregon's 
by no means out of this at all. You're 100% correct. But a Pac-12 team that's probably freaking dead here. Uh, Notre Dame 48, USC 20. Um, let's eat crow a little bit here. Um, everything Connor was saying about USC was right. Not really at all, but yes, the game didn't play out nearly like we thought it would. Um, I really did. Well, I like thought, you, like you thought. No, no, yeah. no, no. Kind of like what you thought too, because Notre USC's defense in this game honestly did not let them down. No, no, no. By no means, no. it was nowhere near. You got the score right, but it was nowhere near how you thought it was going to play out. No, absolutely not. No, I thought that. Like, I thought Notre Dame's defense was going to be able to stop USC's offense at times. I didn't think that Notre Dame's defense was going to dominate USC's offense. Like, I did. I never saw that. Like you said, USC or USC's defense was just put in bad spots. Especially, uh, I forget majority of Notre Dame's uh, scoring drives were very, very small, all thanks to the defense. What was it, five turnovers for USC? I don't have it pulled up in front of me, but all I know is Sam Hartman threw for 126 yards. And SME had 95 yards rushing. Yep, they did turn it and over. And they scored 48 points. Because mm-hmm. USC def- or offense, Caleb Williams threw – was. Three picks? Yeah, three picks, and then there was the two fumbles as well. Mm-hmm. And it basically just f- basically fucked USC's defense. Like, if I'm the USC def- defense, like, after that game, I want to, like, you know, obviously. You oh, Alex play. Grinch is just yeah. looking at Lincoln like, really, bro? Really? Yeah. So, Notre Dame uh, drives, like, let's just go through this. Uh, touchdown, three plays, 12 yards. Uh Let's see, field goal, eight plays, 46 yards. Um, One play, two yards. Uh, Five plays, 50 yards touchdown. These are all their touchdown drives. Uh, Six plays, 68 yards. Uh, And let's see. Oh, there's then there's the fumble return for a touchdown. Like, if you look at those scoring drives, they didn't have to move the ball whatsoever. I didn't think that Estime was going to actually get the rushing yards. He got it at the end, but, like, it just absolute domination by Notre Dame's defense to especially, like, get off the mat after, like, you were kind of running all over the place against Louisville and... Like, good job by the whole team to bounce back after, like, the absolute hellish schedule that you have been on for the last four weeks. And to come away, like, only two and two, like, you could have easily crumbled and lost this one and gone one and three. Yeah, 100%. I mean, you're, it, it sucks. Like, that's the way it's... Oh, I said... Okay. Yeah, no, I think you're right. Yeah, I um, almost, I almost, well, honestly, could have all also gotten home for. Yeah, they easily could have lost that Duke game. I mean, the thing that sucks about college football, though, like they have since we're only doing the four teams. Like, this is a per- Notre Dame's a perfect candidate right now for the 12 team playoff. Like, your season's done. Like, you you're not playing for anything. You're playing for a random bowl game. It's not going to mean anything. Mm-hmm. But this is obviously a giant win, and to make. This is the first team to honestly like make Caleb Williams look human. This reminds me a ton of the 2021 Super Bowl 
Bucks and Chiefs, I think it was 21. Yeah. Where we saw Patrick Mahomes, like, I didn't realize he could, like, have this kind of game. Like, yeah. the Bucks defense just made him uncomfortable all night. He played awful. The reason why Tom Brady got his seventh Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. This was Caleb Williams was Patrick Mahomes tonight, like, in that game. Like, yeah, but there were, all, I mean, there were also times that the USC offensive line could just not handle USC's or um, Notre Dame's pass rush. Well, I think they had, like, Six sacks, eleven. Wait, ten. that was like that's well, that was my cop, like to the Super Bowl, like mm-hmm. Patrick Mahomes running for his no, life. I, but I just like I ain't I didn't expect this level of domination by USC's defense. Like I thought that USC was gonna be able to get theirs against Notre Dame's defense, but like I said, those corners were just all over those wide receivers. Like Caleb was scrambling around like crazy because his wide receivers will were not going getting open like the o-line does deserve some fault for the sacks but there were a handful that were just straight up coverage sacks so i mean yeah i'm glad that i know this is their only loss obviously usc can run the table win the pac-12 with the one loss being Notre Dame and somehow making it to the playoff. Do I see that happening after what the hell just happened? Because this was their first game against a team with a pulse, in my opinion. Besides maybe Arizona, which you almost lost to. Yeah, that what, Arizona what, loss like, doesn't look as bad anymore. You know what their best wins are? It's Arizona and Colorado. And you easily could have lost both those. And now you actually like saw a good team and you get boat raced. I can't imagine what Oregon or Washington's going to do to yeah. this team. I mean, it's college football, though. It's not going to absolutely shock me if they knock one of those two teams off. No. Um, the transit properties this year just have not made I know, and hell, literally any sense. Hell, after a game where you just got absolutely dominated and out-physicaled, oh, here comes Utah. Yeah, I... We'll get to that in the picks. I have no no faith in Utah to win that football game. I, with that, but here I with that offense, maybe but. not maybe not win it, but they're gonna beat the fuck out of USC. Yeah, and then I don't I but again, like I said, college football. Would it shock me whatsoever? No. No. Um North Carolina forty one, Miami thirty one. This was probably our favorite I don't know if it was yours it was my favorite play of the day. Got a little dicey at the end there. Yeah. But <laughs> I think the score's a little buttoned up though. UNC after halftime was in control of this game the entire time. Yeah, I will say Miami did show a good ability to bounce back after everything that they had going on. And they really had no hangover, but those four turnovers really hurt them. And their run defense, well, I mean, their defense as a whole, but man, Omarion Hampton was just running through this defense. And then, of course, you had fucking Tez Walker having the game of his life. I've been waiting for this kid to explode. I'm still pissed at us for not betting the first touchdown because we I know. knew it that would have been. You know it would have been the guy. Exactly. Uh, what was it? Six receptions, 132 yards, an average of 22 yards per catch, and three touchdowns. I mean, and honestly, like, was not Drake May's best game. No, not by any means. But like I, I like Van Dyke out threw him. 
granted Van Dyke had two picks, but like it just did not seem like May was having his best game, but then like when Omari and Hampton's carrying the ball twenty four times for hundred and ninety seven yards with an average of eight point two yards per carry, I mean, what more do you need? Yeah, by any means. And look, this was the line stunk. Yes. Something we said the entire time. It was only three and a half. We'll get to some stinky lines that we were wrong. And about. like we're like, how how is North Carolina just point uh, like a half a point better on a neutral than Miami? And to, in the first half, it kind of really got dicey. And this is a game that I think another North Carolina team would lose mm-hmm. after they start have like a great start and they just you know kind of fall in their face. Granted. But this defense is a lot better than. Like, we've always talked about how UNC's blue-chip ratio was, like, kind of, like, it was up there with a lot of teams. Now we're kind of seeing that defense grow up and those blue-chip players starting to make, like, starting to hit their peak. So, I mean, here's the thing. They have a cakewalk, and then they have three games that ultimately decide their season. It's Duke, Clemson, and NC State, right? Yeah, they play NC State still. Okay. I couldn't I couldn't rem- I knew it was Duke and NC State. I couldn't remember if it was FSU or if it was Clemson that they played in between them. But yeah. um okay, so like speaking of the ACC, let's go ahead and start in the ACC and run through the slate here and then we'll kind of get a a feel for what we think is going to happen for the rest of the season. Uh, Florida State forty-one, Syracuse three. It was it was never a game. No, I, this is one that I hate that I didn't bet. Yeah, yeah. It was Seventeen. I, I I was just worried. I was just worried, man, because I Syracuse is one of those fuck around and find out teams. Yeah, they're the Syracuse team is very similar to last year. Granted, we kept, uh, dude, Keon Coleman. Oh, the that, catch the that ca- catch is fucking insane. Catch of the decade. Grant's only been three years, but like that was one of the best catches I've ever seen in my life. Absolutely, and it like, literally just looks like a first baseman when they pick a like a short hop from mm-hmm. coming over from third. Just and short snagged and just it, snags it, throws his hands in the air. That's literally what he did. Just grabs it, throws it right down beside mm-hmm. him. Dude's insane. This Florida State team's really freaking good. Yes, uh, Virginia Tech thirty, Wake Forest thirteen. I mean, I wanted to have action on this. But I, I didn't. I honestly had no fucking idea what this outcome was going to be. And I mean, I I would if I thought one team got blown out, I thought it would have been flipped. But this Wake Forest team's bad. Like you said last podcast, Virginia Tech has looked better since Drones has taken over. Exactly. God, I don't want to do this. Um, oh, you got to do it because somebody cashed that money line, motherfucker. Pit thirty-eight, Louisville twenty-one. Jeff Brom. After an upset strikes again, Pitt outscores Louisville twenty-four to nothing at half. In the second half, the 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 first half looked was like okay for Louisville. We knew Pitt was going to be in this game. It was just a perfect spot for them to win this game. And kind of like you said, the Jeff Brom hangover effect. And then the second half, Jake Plummer just literally made mistake after mistake after mistake, and it led to Pitt touchdowns. And every time I would kind of buy back into this game. Jake Plummer would do something stupid, and then Pitt would have the ball and go down there. And I mean, it's just like insane to look at it. Like we were watching it, obviously, and just to look at the box score: four hundred and thirty yards for Louisville, two hundred and 
288 for Pitt. And Pitt won by 17. It's insane. I mean, throwing a pick six yeah. does not help. No, no. Uh, but, I mean, like, the three turnovers were tough. Like, But, I, I mean, this is a fucking Narduzzi defense. Yeah, I mean, to be, to be honest with you, though, I would rather have Louisville now lost to Notre Dame because that, for my future purposes, because uh, if they lose to Notre Dame, they're beating Pitt on the road. Yeah, Probably no doubt they're beating yep. Pitt on the road. As a Florida State backer, though, I am glad that Pitt got the upset out of the way. Oh, because now they play each other. Yeah, because now because Florida State comes to Pitt, and now Pitt's got the upset out of the way, yeah, so they're not gonna. I, that means, it, it, dude, it it, ha, it that's how it works. This is college football. That's I know, but I works. still think they're a little bit better than. No, I I mean you can't really tell much from the quarterback. What was it? Uh, who? How was he? Twelve for twenty six, two hundred yards. Like, yeah, he did all right. So I mean, I, I will. I'm get, I will say this: for the time being, I am staying the fuck away from pick games because oh, yeah. I have no idea what to expect. This was this is the last time I am betting pit this season. Yeah, um, Duke twenty. 20- I will bet them in like three weeks. Probably, and I even remember uh, Duke twenty four, NC State three. Mike Elko in the coaching job he done in this game like the defense is legit I mean Bellin comes in for Riley throws for only 107 yards did have two touchdowns but this was a very much grinded out let's play defense let's run the football and run this clock out and get out of here and hopefully Riley gets back soon I mean that game was 24 to 3 for they got the last score at 847 left in the third quarter and not a single point after that but you could like kind of tell like just from the score, Elko was just like, "Hey, let's grind this out. We're the bet. We're a clear better team, and let's just like we got Florida State on deck. Like we have to. Like, next week matters a lot more. Yeah. Um. When it comes to the ACC, there really is only four teams that are competing for that two spot. Uh, Florida State is four and in conference. North Carolina three and Duke two and and Louisville three and one. I don't sleep on Georgia Tech and Virginia Tech that's sitting there at two and one. I know, Virginia, I know, I know. Virginia Tech's starting to get hot. Let's just look at their schedule potentially. I know they play. Uh, I know they oh, play next week they're playing, or this Thursday they're playing Syracuse. Uh, they're fucked. Oh, wait, no, that's next Thursday. Schedule's actually really easy. I mean, unless, it, but they have Louisville on the road and NC State, but they do get that at home. Yeah, no, no. I don't think this team's good enough to make it that far. Uh, Georgia Tech, let's see, you got, oh, you got UNC, well, you're playing Boston College, and then you got UNC, Virginia, Clemson, Syracuse, oh, and, well, Georgia doesn't matter, but, uh, yeah, I don't know about that. Don't make me buy in. All right, let's talk about the four legitimate contenders. Start with Florida State, looking at their schedule, obviously, a Duke game, giant. Yeah, Um, but it's at home, and I think they get that win there. Without, yeah. Especially without Riley Leonard. Yeah, I mean, what if what if Riley plays? I mean, even if he does, like even if yeah, there's even, no way yeah, he's a run. He makes most of his money running the football and like being able to buy time in the pocket to get guys open. Like it's just not going to work. Yeah. Um. Then you go to Wake Forest, to Pitt, and then you have Miami coming to you. Nice break with North Alabama. 
and then you play Florida. Which so matter. obviously for Florida State's purposes, their ACC, like we'll know if they're in the ACC championship in the next four weeks because obviously you end the season with two non-cons. Those don't matter for shit. Um, yeah. Those only matter, well, one of them only matters if you want to make the playoff. Yeah, I'm I'm pretty certain uh, Florida State's going to be in the ACC title game. Yeah. Now, I know North Carolina has Clemson on deck still. So they their schedule goes Virginia, Georgia Tech, Campbell, which obviously does not matter. Then is the gauntlet of Duke, but you do have that at home. Big, tough game against Clemson where you go to Clemson, and then you are going to NC State, which you have not won at in the last two years. Well, you haven't beaten in the last two years. Granted... Not a lot of faith in the NC State team. Right no, now. it obviously comes down to those those first two between Duke and Clemson, and obviously, like the Duke game is three weeks out. I Leonard believe, will be back. Yeah, I believe Leonard will be back, and I don't know. Like going into Death Valley, even with how bad this Clemson team could potentially be. That's still a tough ask. And I believe that's like one game that Dabo will really be trying to win. Yeah. And then obviously Duke, we've already ran through there. So the odds here are Florida State's minus 180, North Carolina's uh, plus 300, Louisville and Duke are both 12 to 1. I still, I I am changing my, I, I, the thing is, I don't know the tiebreakers very well. Yeah. And the tiebreakers also won't be sorted out until the season's over. I don't think Duke gets there. I think it's between North Carolina and Louisville to be the second team in there. Because I still think Louisville is going to win all their games. Just yeah. the way the schedule works out for them. Yeah, it's. I mean, here, here here's the tough thing, like, looking at Duke's, like, you play all three of those teams. And two of those teams, you are going to be without Leonard. Yeah, and especially, I think both are on the road, too, correct? They're at Louisville yeah. and at Florida State, yeah. I love Duke. They're not getting to the title game. No. Um, Granted, if you beat North Carolina and other chaos ensues, who fucking knows? But yeah, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be honest. I think it's, I think it's FSU versus UNC. Fair enough. But guess what? Like UNC could win all the, could just lose one of those games, and Louisville could win the rest of theirs and somehow get in because of a tiebreaker. But I don't know exactly. the tiebreakers. Every conference is different, and we also don't know what's going to happen because the rest of the games have to play out to get the tiebreaker. Mm-hmm. Because if you're like the Big Ten, it's strength of schedule. Or not strength of schedule, it's strength of your opponents. Mm-hmm. So we're not going to know. Yeah. Um, moving over here, let's go to the Big Ten. Michigan 52, Indiana 7. Indiana jumps out to a 7 nothing lead after like a double pass for a touchdown. Stop the count. And then Michigan pours on 52 points. Yikes. <laughs> 21 in the second, 17 in the third, 14 in the fourth. Uh, Michigan continues to roll. And one of the craziest games of the day, Rutgers 27, Michigan State 24. Jesus. I mean, holy crap. The miracle that ended up happening in the fourth quarter. So they have, uh, God damn it, what was the, they score a touchdown on a fumble return in the end zone, basically. Uh, Then you have the ensuing kickoff i'm trying to remember how it transpired but you had the kickoff that 
is a pooch kick that bounces up and you have your D, the Rutgers player go up against the uh, returner and steal the ball away, score another touchdown, and then uh, what was it, a pick that ended up leading to another touchdown? Yes. And it was all simultaneously. I mean, it was an absolutely disgusting game. I have to I have to rewatch that again because I can't I mean, it was so crazy how it was just boom, boom, boom. It's like I told you, like as a Michigan imagine backing Michigan State like money line and just feeling so high and he, then in three plays it all comes crashing down. Yeah. Well, okay, so the fumble return for the touchdown was uh, well before, but the last two touchdowns, the pass from Wimstat, and then you had the kickoff that was uh, stolen away from them, and then it was immediately next play, uh, just run it in for a touchdown. Now that I could kind of remember how it happened, but I, it was also on the small TV, and or the, one of the one small... One of the quads. Yeah, one of the quads, and we didn't have sound on it, and I just kept looking up, and I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Rutgers obviously cashes just about every kind of win total that you could have possibly had. Thank you to us for and like out. we said, this team's they're going, going bowling. bowling. They're going bowling. They're going. Uh, I mean, I know they still. Are pretty sure they still have to play Penn State and Ohio State, but uh, the, so next game they are playing Indiana. Then they I can win that. They're going to be bowling this week. Uh, then they you have Ohio State coming to you. Then you have oh god, Rutgers. So we need to beat Indiana. Unless we can beat Maryland, no, I I would favor them over Maryland at this moment. I think Maryland is at Maryland or is at Rutgers. Yeah, I think I mean we'll get to that right now. Illinois twenty seven, Maryland twenty four. Like what? I, Maryland's bad because Illinois is really bad. This is a home game, and like obviously they were five and zero start. But if you look at their schedule, they beat nobody. Yeah, I think a lot of people held on to the fact that they kept it close against Ohio State for a half. Yes. And then got the doors blown out on them. Yes. Like, if those two teams meet, like, I would definitely favor Rutgers in this situation. Um, good for Illinois. They're three and four. Uh, probably not going to get over that win total. I think they're fighting for bowl eligibility at this point. Um, I looked their schedule. I know they still have – I don't have a pulled up in front of me, but I know they play Northwestern still, and I think they play Indiana still. They still have a couple more tough games on the schedule. Um, Ohio State 41, Purdue 7. I mean, that's a great win for Ohio State right before they play Penn State. This is a game where I think everybody thought they were going to sleepwalk through. Yes. And Purdue was going to be in the game until like late third quarter before they got blown out and they could cover the spread. But no, Ohio State basically took care of business from the start. I mean, that defense is legit. Obviously, it's going to have its second true test. This is a a different animal than the Notre Dame offense like this weekend. Valid. Yeah. But... Well, I mean, they keep getting tested, and they keep proving me right as far as the defense continues to get better. Uh, yeah, we'll end up seeing what happens this weekend. But And speaking of Penn State, 63 nothing over UMass. Like, take it easy, man. Yeah. That, that's mean. Uh, Puma Chow, is that how you pronounce it? Yeah. 25 passing yards. Yikes. Great job. Yeah. Um, Iowa 15, Wisconsin 6, and one of the ugliest games in the year. Connor cashes his under. I cash my money line. Uh, live dog and I cash Iowa plus ten. Yeah, that was a good game for us. 
disgusting game. Thank that God. was one of the best games, though, is because as soon as I knew Iowa got the lead, like we, I barely had to pay attention to it. <laughs> as soon as, how long was that touchdown? Uh, oh yeah, after the eighty-two yard touchdown, you're like, this is over. <laughs> yeah, game's over. We had really nothing to worry about. Yeah, I mean, so, so obviously, like Iowa is now in prime control in the Big Ten West too. <laughs> it's so bad, dude. It's literally so. And if you so if you basically like if we look at the Big Ten right now, Michigan, Ohio State, and Penn State are all undefeated yeah. in conference. Yeah, the, they each play each other twice. Well, not each other twice, but each they team all plays each play other. Each other, yes. So I mean, it's a coin for me. It's a coin flip on all of those games. So I'm not gonna go crazy into it. Pick a name out of the hat, you'd probably be right. I would be like, if you pick Penn State, I'd be like, I, I see why. If you pick Michigan or High State, I give you the reasons why I would think so. It's not going to be crazy, but when it comes to the Big Ten West, I think I, this is Iowa's conference to lose. Yeah. Um, especially now that I forget if it was, if it was formally announced. Yeah. Uh, now that Mordecai has been sidelined with a uh, broken hand, like I don't know if Wisconsin's going to have the juice to – like catch back up. Nah, if I'm being honest, look at the schedule. I was 11 to one in the Big Ten title game. I honestly, <laughs> I, th- I, I honestly really think don't. so. I really who's beating them on the schedule? Okay, hold on. Let me pull up their schedule. At home against Minnesota, win. At Northwestern, win. Host Rutgers, win. Host Illinois, win. At whoa, Nebraska, whoa, win. whoa, 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 whoa. Our boys could do it. I don't. Not on Our the road. Boys they could. Could not in it. Iowa City. They're not doing it. Damn it. Yeah. No. Honestly, as disgusting as it is to say. We can be going into the Big Ten Championship with 11-1 and Iowa with a college football playoff ranking of, like, no 12 going up against... If they're 11-1, and they could be higher. I, I Dude, I... Well, where's the win? That's the thing. Well, I mean, the Iowa State win's looking a lot better. Honestly, beating Utah State doesn't look terrible anymore. But that's... And then the Wisconsin wins, if iffy like yeah i guess you're right they don't they're not gonna have like the win i mean your best game was getting only destroyed by penn state by 31 it's true um i mean to be honest i mean i i shouldn't say okay i there's a really good chance i could be 11 and one i for sure they're winning 10 games in the regular season that's my prediction yeah i think maybe one team gets them do we have odds to win the west um, yes, let me pull them up here. No, we do not, but we can base it off of Big just a regular Big Ten. Uh, Iowa's 15 to 1, Wisconsin is uh, 20 to 1, and behind them is Nebraska at 50 to 1. What's Guess what, dude? After they switched from Jeff Sims, they haven't looked nearly as bad. Yeah, but you already have two lot like. But they, you, be, no, but they play Nebraska, they play Iowa. And Wisconsin's going to lose. Wisconsin still has to play Ohio State. They're not. I mean, here's the thing: you cannot sleep on the Big Ten West to just like completely fuck this up and just screw around. And the next thing you know, we have a three-loss team or three-loss team in the Big Ten championship. I don't know how I'm going to feel about. Iowa potentially being in playoff contention while only throwing the ball 37 yards a game. What bet are you placing right now? I was going to, and then I realized, like, no, that doesn't make sense because they have to win the Big Ten. 
What? I was going to put five bucks on uh, Nebraska to win the West, but they don't have no. division winners. So no. I did. I'm just saying there's a path. Let's go to the Big 12 here. Iowa State 30, Cincinnati 10. Whoa, 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 whoa. Oh, what? wait, we already talked about it on last episode. Now, never mind. I thought you were trying to skip over Country Roads dying. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's about, I, I don't want <laughs> yeah. to talk about it either. But We already talked about yeah, it. Yeah, we talked about it on Friday. Yeah, but go ahead. Yeah, Iowa State looks like actually comparable. Yeah. Like, I know they lost their star their Deckers is out. The running starting running back was out, and a lot of defensive players are because they're uh, degenerates. Like I can't blame the kids at all. Let the no. kids gamble. No, should yeah. be betting on your own games. I will say that. That's where I draw the line. No, I am like before wins. Like a little bit worried about the win total that bet at five and a half. Real quick, have you seen the dude who's like giving out picks in prison? Really? Have you not seen that? No, I. How haven't. have you not seen that guy? There's it's just this dude. He's like sitting in. So when you go like to do like the typical um, movie thing where they like get the phone behind the glass, yeah, it's recorded. Uh huh. And it's a still screen. Uh-huh. And there's this guy just giving out parlays to his like buddy, and Jesus. it's all recorded. And he's like hitting them. Jesus. Christ. He's like, yo, put five hundred dollars on. I want give me the Jacksonville time, uh, Jacksonville money line, Eagles money line, Browns money line. Put it all in a parlay. And he's doing it from prison. Jesus. And he's getting these, like, I'm like, this dude's, I mean, he's got literally all day to handicap the game. He's like, no shit, he's good. Yeah, valid. But continue. Uh, Yeah. Sitting at four wins, a little bit worried about the win total bet under five and a half that I did bet before the season started. Oh, I think that one's dead, but uh, I actually think this uh, Iowa State team's not bad. And look, I bet the win total too, but I... I think it's bad. And Cincinnati, literally all of the new teams, like kind of just to the Big 12, did not look good. Yeah, um, like we I, talked about, the jump maybe a lot for them. And then I thought this team looked okay up until this point, but B, uh, TCU 44, BYU 11, that game was dead from the beginning. It, yeah. TCU was up 14 nothing in no Granted, time. I kept trying to bring us back to life. I wouldn't give up hope. Look, TCU. Your new strategy for next year is bring back Chandler Morris, have him get hurt, and throw the backup in. Yeah, Hoover have. was for 440 and four touchdowns. And this BYU defense is not like a, like a joke. Like It's a pretty good defense. Mm-hmm. And he threw all over them. Yeah, and I mean, he threw it to literally everybody that he possibly could. Like He was throwing the ball all over the yard. Like, yeah, TCU may have found their quarterback. So the base, so basically the Big Twelve just broke my heart. Oklahoma State thirty nine, Kansas thirty two. Um, I know everybody that listens here knows I love Mike Gundy more than anything, um, but man, like Kansas should have won this football game. Yeah, freaking Justin Bean, man. Oh God. Justin Bean. Oh my God, you can you can make go irritate me. Like his name's Jason. Cody and they just kept making mistakes and it's like okay maybe he is Justin but no he could throw it man he had a really good game like 410 yards five touchdowns but he threw two of the most crucial interceptions that I mean without a doubt lost in the game there they're up 32 27 Kansas is on Oklahoma State's 10 and he throws this lollipop into the back of the end zone like I don't know what it was the Oklahoma State defender goes up and gets it and then they drive right down the field and score and then the ensuing possession he throws another pick and Oklahoma State basically just kills the clock and the game was over 
And then also the last play of the game, he just ran out of bounds for the game to be over. Yeah, I don't like. Couldn't I, he, I mean, he just, you're not going to score, but like, why are you just running out of bounds? He was trying to get a throw off, but he did. Like, he didn't even try. He just, no, he ran I know, I know. We we've seen how his decision making on last plays goes. Yeah. Um. Again, especially in that bowl game, Kansas is five and two. I think there's potential for them to be seven and zero if Jalen Daniels is healthy. Mm-hmm. But they're a hundred percent winning this game. Yeah. But Oklahoma State, that win total for me is, I think, definitely live. Um. Yeah, yeah. The Big Twelve will break my heart. Kansas State thirty-eight, Texas Tech twenty-one. Tried to tell you. Oh long. my God! I didn't even care. Avery freaking Johnson, Wait. five rushing touchdowns. The backup quarterback who comes in. I think this is his job now. Without a doubt, it's his job. I think that I, I think there's a very good chance that it could be. I mean, granted, we didn't see much throwing. Like he was only eight for nine, seventy-seven yards. But, I mean, on the ground, 13 for 90, five touchdowns. Like, he was able to exploit a lot of the holes that, like, he. the good thing that he has going for him is he has one of the best offensive lines in front of him that were able to make these holes that even he could squeeze through. Like, obviously, if you don't follow recruiting much, like, this was a giant get for Kansas State to begin with. The dude was already a top 100 prospect. I think, uh, what were we talking about? Like, eighth best quarterback or something? Yeah, it was in the top. I know it was in the top 10. Yeah, he was in the top 10. But, like, with the list of quarterbacks that are on that list, like, you could understand how he could be, like, a little bit under the radar from the state of Kansas. And, I mean, the dude showed why he was so highly rated, even from being from Kansas. He was the Kansas State of or player or state st- yeah. state player of the year. Can't even fucking speak. And I mean he was like out of the state of Kansas, it was him and Dylan Edwards, obviously. You know what who Dylan Edwards is at Colorado. Like And then I, on the flip I, I think that it is definitely his team now. And then on the flip side for Texas Tech, what a fall from that. This was like everybody's darling to win the Big 12. Granted, they don't really have any fucking healthy quarterbacks. No, in their defense. I mean, they lost two games without before he got hurt anyway. Well, no. I mean, even in this game, like they had to go to a true freshman that because, uh, what was it, Morton got hurt. Yeah, Strong's the starter, and I think he's going to be the starter for the BYU game this week too for him in reading. Yeah, and from everything that I was reading, uh, Howard and Johnson are listed as co-starters. So, could be something that try to bring Avery in to obviously run, but you have to start easing him in if you want him to be the guy. And right now, Will's the better passer out of the two, as far as we know. But who knows? And as we look at the Big 12 standings, I would say... I mean, West Virginia has one loss, but and it was a fluke, so we'll keep them in Fucking there. Iowa State three and one. Oklahoma three and zero. Iowa State three and one. Oklahoma State two and one. Texas two and one. And Kansas State and West Virginia also are two and one. When it comes to a betting perspective, Oklahoma is plus one hundred five to win the conference. Texas plus one ten. Kansas State twelve to one. Oklahoma State thirty to one. West Virginia fifty to one. Iowa State fifty to one. Yeah, it's it's funny that Iowa State's fifty to one, considering they do they're three and one. They have played the most conference games out of everybody, and they're already three and one. Granted, they do have to play te- it looking just looking at the god damn it, 
<laughs> as I was trying to do, looking at their schedule, which I can't even pull it up because my fat fingers. Came what up. are you looking up? Uh, standings. Or no, I'm looking at Iowa State schedule. So you go to Baylor. You have Kansas come in. Then you are at BYU, which do I really? I mean, that's easily a game that they could lose. Because they're definitely losing that game in Provo mm-hmm. from Iowa. They're losing that game. They're probably even losing it to Kansas anyway. You do have Texas coming to you, but obviously there is a giant talent differential there. But if Iowa State were to win that game, would it shock me? Probably not really. But then you have to go to Kansas State. Yeah, it's 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 a tough look for the rest of the for the rest of the schedule. Uh, I mean, the team that I'm ultimately looking at is Texas. You go to Houston. You have BYU coming to you. You have Kansas State coming to you. Then you go to TCU, to Iowa State, and then you have Texas Tech coming to you. Like, the only one looking at that schedule that scares me is Kansas State, obviously. And maybe TCU if the, if Hoover starts to get this, like, get some more juice to this offense. Yeah, I think it's ultimately Oklahoma and Texas. I do think Texas loses another game, though. I think somebody gets them on there. I don't think Texas is... As crazy good as we thought. I'll tell you what, though. I'm not going to completely just shit all over Oklahoma State right now. I know they're only 2-1 in the conference. Schedule matches up beautifully. If they can beat West Virginia and next week, um, no, actually this weekend, I mean, they have at Cincy, the battle of Bedlam against Oklahoma. Yeah, Oklahoma's really good, but guess what? This Oklahoma canceled that rivalry, and that is going to be a huge football game. Um, they go to UCF, they go to Houston, and they get BYU at home. Like, schedule matches up. I don't think they're going to get there, but if I was going to make a wild card bet on it, that would be the team I'd bet it on. Here is the thing, and I'm trying to keep my bias out of this. I'm not giving up hope for Kansas State. They only have one loss in the Big 12, and you go... To the team I just mentioned. Shut your it was very much a spot game. Very much. So this is their remaining schedule. TCU at home, Houston at home, you go to Texas, Baylor at home, at Kansas, home against Iowa State. Like honestly, that it, if you are the team that pulls that upset against Texas, you fuck around and you're in the Big Twelve championship. Yeah, against 100%. Iowa or against Oklahoma. Trying to get the repeat going. Um now they are at the top, so is there any opportunity that you think? Oh, no, never mind. I'm not. I was. What's the schedule? Tell me. UCF home. When? At Kansas. They could lose that if Jalen Daniels is playing. They could one thousand percent lose that game. Following week at Oklahoma State. I I'm I'm telling you the talent the. The difference in talent is huge, but you have to understand about how much hatred is going to be in that football game. No, I agree, and it seems like Oklahoma State's hating their stride now, at the again, right time. If you're giving me a plus 100 either side, Oklahoma's the bet all day long. Yeah. Then you have West Virginia at home. When? At BYU. Loss. 
I'm telling you, that's a loss right now. No, but none of these Big 12 schools are going to go into Pro Vote 1. I'm telling you right now. I think it so. is a completely different atmosphere. I under none I, of these I, kids I, have played. I, in. He, you're letting your bias show. No, I'm telling you right now. Yes, you're letting your bias show. I will bet you right now that oh, BYU goes undefeated at home. Even odds. I'm not taking that bet. I'd have to look into it more, but no. But especially you think, after why wouldn't you? Because you think Oklahoma's going to beat them. Okay, fine. Make that bet right now. Okay. I don't even care about the Oklahoma game. I will make it on. They go undefeated at home in the Big 12. Okay. Well, actually, they're already undefeated at home, so it doesn't matter. That That is the hardest place to play in the Big 12 by a decent margin. Okay, but Oklahoma has a significant talent differential. I wouldn't say significant. They significant. Have, definitely have a talent differential. Significant. Uh, and then you have TCU coming to Oklahoma. I think they – I don't know if they're getting caught by anybody. Again, it, it, it's just all depictive on what you think because I don't – I don't have Texas as like a top ten team in football, and that's their only good win that we have. So, mm-hmm. no, think, I, I if you agree. Think Texas is really good. They have a really good win. If you think Texas is average, they don't. So, mm-hmm. you can take it for what it is. Uh, moving on to the Pac-12 here: Utah thirty-four, Cal fourteen. Cal was frisky early, but then Utah kind of opened the doors up a little bit. Um, Barnes came in a quarterback. I don't know why he hasn't been starting the entire time. Um, Need to change it up every couple of games so they don't know what to expect. Yeah, and then this one, man. Whew. Oh, don't. Arizona 44, Washington State 6 on the road. Yeah, this. Go into Pullman and drop 44 points. Yeah, this. Like, uh, thank God for the Pac 12 network that I could not watch this game. I mean, it's tough. Uh, obviously. Washington State was dealing with a lot of injuries to their wide receivers and tight ends, especially when uh, Nakia Watson, your running back, is your leading receiver with 88 yards and had the second most catches. Like, it's not good. And it's not like Cam, like, looking at the stats, 22 for 30, 192 yards, one pick. Like, it's not like they're... That terrible, but they're like this was a terrible, terrible offensive output by Washington State. Like it hurt a lot to keep seeing this score, and they just could not do anything on offense, especially when I did give out the over in this game, and one team was obviously doing something to help it out. the The team that I love the most wasn't. But this was also a battle of two teams I do love. Like, if you heard last year how much I was all over Arizona on their win total, and then I wasn't on it this season, kind of regretting it. But, dude, Noah Fafita is a dog. 34 for 43, 342 yards. Didn't have a touchdown. But still, like, he... I'm really wondering if he should be starting over Delora. I mean, there's a good chance. Um, and I mean, just like thinking about what Arizona's losses were. You lost by seven in overtime at Mississippi State. You lost by seven at home against Washington, who is top five team. And then you were had USC on the ropes. It, Losing in double overtime, and now you just destroyed Washington State. Like, this Arizona team is very, very good. Yes, 100%. They're 
gonna mean they're not an easy out for anybody in the Pac-12. Absolutely not. Um, probably should look at the schedule a little bit going back to that BYU game. So it's basically come down to three games in this bet. They have Texas Tech at home this weekend, Oklahoma, and Iowa State. They are underdogs to Texas Texas Tech this weekend, which no spoiler to the. Picks you already part, made the bet. Yeah, I've already won the money line on that game, but that's basically what it comes down to. Uh, and all right, now get to the let's get to other scores. Oregon State thirty six, UCLA twenty four. Kind of got dicey a little bit at the end, but I mean, I majority of this game, like Oregon State was in complete control in this in this football game. Again, a tough place to play in Corvallis. Tough game for Dante again. Yeah, I think was it three? Did he throw three picks? 14 for 33, 165 yards, one touchdown, three picks. But the most important part of that game, Connor. What? How, how do you not know off the top of your head? What? Is Jack Velling getting the first touchdown? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. What a dumb bet for us to hit. Yeah, we placed that first touchdown. We missed a couple of the at the early slate, but, I mean, if you make three of them and you hit the one, that's, I think it was like 12 to 1. Like, it's going to make up for all that. Um, Friday night action here. Stanford 46, Colorado 43. Stanford outscores Colorado. Colorado's up 29 nothing and a half. Stanford outscores Colorado 36-7 in the second half. And then in overtime, late in the game, Shadur Sanders throws a bad interception, trying to probably just trying to do a little bit too much. So all those things about him trying to status pats and take sacks, no. Like he tried to he threw a ball up. It was to Travis Hunter, too. So like I get it. But he underthrew it a little bit. Stanford gets a couple yards, kicks a field goal. And now, to be honest with you, I don't know if Colorado is making a bowl game. This was obviously one that if they were to make a bowl, this was one that you had to have. Uh, especially when I found out the Pac-12 has the rule that even if you are 5-7, and seven, you cannot play in a bowl game. Yeah, I did. Granted... The Pac-12 is dead next season, so why don't you tell them to go fuck themselves? We're playing in a bowl. Yeah. Like, well, seriously, what if like what if Colorado and a bunch of these uh, Pac-12 teams uh, have the what is it grades right that like a, they have to have a certain GPA in order to be five and seven and make it to a bowl game? Why don't you just tell them? Tell the Pac-12, like, hey, you're the Pac-2. Now go fuck yourself. We're yeah. going to play in the bowl. Uh, but, yeah, unless Colorado is able to sneak up on somebody, which I don't really know, you got, you, you're you going to UCLA, uh, Oregon State coming to you, Arizona coming to you, at Wazoo, and yeah, they're not going bowling. Yeah, I don't think so. That was the one. Because honestly, like I, I, I don't know if Colorado wins another game. No, that, we thought that Arizona game should be a win after like the first couple weeks. It's definitely not. No, unless the only thing they only hope is if they maybe go back to Delora. Yeah, Delora's got a lot more fuck around energy than uh, Fafita. So for the Pac-12 here, USC is 4-0, Washington's 3-0, Oregon State's 3-1, Oregon is 2-1. I mean, most likely it's Washington and Oregon. Um, I'm not counting out Utah. Oh, and Utah, yeah, sorry. Utah is 2-1. I would not count at Oregon State either. No, I think, I, I think, out I think well those five teams right there, USC, Washington, Oregon State, Oregon, and Utah, 
all can make cases because a lot of those teams are playing each other. I mean, let's let's get the one out of the way. USC, you're you have Utah coming to you. You're at Cal. You have Washington coming to you. You're playing at Oregon, and you're playing or UCLA is coming to you. I'm sorry, they're catching losses. Yeah, I think there's at least two that's going to knock them out. Um, Oregon State, I like just because the schedule kind of works out for them too. Um, they go to Arizona. This um, They have a bye this week. They go to Arizona, which is a tricky game there. Yeah. Um, better defense in Washington State, though, so we'll see. Um, they go at Colorado, which, again, could be tricky, but then they host Stanford. They get to host Washington, and then they have the, the – Apple Cup? No, wait. No. no, this was the former Civil War game here. Yeah, and, on a Friday. Yeah, and that game is always like fucking crazy. Exactly. And they do probably of those three of those three teams. I'm, it's not a probably. They do have the best defense of all of those three. So we will see in there, Connor. Let's move on to the SEC. Um, starting off here, we'll start with Alabama, Arkansas. Alabama 24, Arkansas 21. Arkansas kind of fucked around in that game and kept it close. Oh, kind of got blew out at the beginning, but a because eventually, at the start of the game, we thought they were live, and we placed a bet on them, and then immediately goes downhill. Alabama had a couple touchdowns on some wide open receivers, and then Arkansas comes flying back out of nowhere, but ultimately just not, not enough to get it. But they they cash the plus twenty and a half, so that's really what mattered. Um, Georgia thirty seven, Vandy twenty. Don't let that score deceive you. I think that game is a little bit closer than most people think. Yeah, and I think the bigger news out of this game, uh, Brock Bowers. High ankle sprain, going to be out for um, anywhere to four to six weeks. They're saying, yeah, and that's obviously very big. We'll get we'll get into Georgia, obviously, as far as the standings and the implications of this injury. But go ahead with the next one. Uh, Tennessee twenty, Texas M thirteen, kind of an uglier football game than um, I was hoping. Yeah, I mean, Tennessee's obviously got a big one this weekend against Alabama. Uh, yep. Florida 41, South Carolina 39. Uh, Fucking South Carolina up, what was it, 10, I think, with... Uh, like four minutes left in this football game? Yeah, and just... Uh, LSU 48, Auburn 18. Game was a little bit closer than that. It, in the first half. Yeah, and then LSU kind of just blew the doors off of them. And yep. then Missouri 38, Kentucky 21. Yeah. Uh, Kentucky. Or I mean, Mizzou. Yeah. Jesus. Mizzou is the clear second best team in the West. Or the East. I always get this confused. Well, um, now you can actually figure it out because you could pull up. The- I have it up right now. Um, I mean, to me, Georgia's coming out of the East. I mean, they play Missouri, but it's in Athens. If this was a game that was in Columbia at like a noon kickoff, I could see some craziness ensuing, but I just, I don't. Well, here's the thing. So, you obviously, you're, you have your bye week this week. Come out of the bye, and then you do have Florida. Granted, I know that's neutral site in Jacksonville. It, it honestly depends on what Florida Florida team shows up. But without Bowers, I mean, that that is very, very worrisome. Mizzou, even though it is in Athens, like that is very worrisome, especially like Mizzou has some dudes, especially Luther Burton. Um, then you have Ole Miss coming to you. Now, thank God that is 
in Georgia. But still, like, from the outlook, it seems like Bowers is either back around Ole Miss game or the Tennessee game. But then you have to go to Tennessee, and even if you do have Bowers, like, that Tennessee, that crowd is going to be so damn unrelenting. Yeah, problem is um, Joe Milton stinks. Maybe. He he stinks. Maybe. (laughs) Um, Maybe. And then the Florida game, the thing, it's like Billy Nick Billy Napier versus Kirby Smart. That's really it. Like I think I, I have a very hard I think the Ole Miss is the one game that Ole Miss and Mizzou are the only two that really worry me on that schedule. Now the Tennessee crowd will be crazy, but I have no faith in Joe Milton to win a big game. Mm-hmm. So that would be my prediction. The SEC West, I mean, I think it's gonna come down to the Alabama LSU game. That's literally it. Because Ole Miss is probably gonna lose to Georgia, and that's gonna be the second loss. Yeah, that that yeah that. Now, if they somehow pull that upset and LSU beats Alabama, now we got like a a scenario we've talked about in the Big Ten where everybody's beat each other, mm-hmm. and we'll see what happens. Yeah, but just I mean, looking at LSU's schedule, you have Army by, then you have then you go to Bama, which I mean. If you're LSU, like put up a number and see if Alabama could keep up. But that's the I think that, that that's the problem. Yep, is that with, is. The, with the Alabama defense, or especially just, with how many hits Jaden's taken. If he takes some of those shots in the Bama game, those are gonna linger a lot more. Yeah, and then if J- as long as Jalen Milrow can take care of the football, I think, in my opinion, I would say it's going to be Georgia and Alabama. But also, I mean, yeah, I, I, I... Not crazy faith in it, but that's going to be one of the more compelling races if we get down the stretch. Now, yeah. these ones will go a little bit quicker on. We're going to get to the G5 right now. Uh, North Texas, 45, Temple, 14. Um, basically, we cashed North Texas. That was basically a beat down from the start of that football game. Um, Navy, 14, Charlotte, 0. Uh, Biff Pogey and the 49ers are 1-5. and or one and five. Um, FAU, 56, South Florida, 14. I'll never be able to figure out South Florida. Nope. Cash it over, though. Cash it over. Thank you, FAU. Um, UTSA 41, UAB 20. UAB, continually what team I will never fucking understand. And then during the week, Tulane 31, Memphis 21. Michael Pratt was back. Looked really, really good. Um, Tulane's basically in the driver's seat here. Um, SMU 31, ECU 10. Uh, Mike Houston, I'm assuming, is counting his days right now. Um, As far as the conference standings go... Some two and I, there's four teams that are in this race, and that's Tulane two and zero, SMU, FAU, and UTSA are also two and zero. UTSA like low key live now, even though they have the three losses, but Frank Harris is back now. Exactly. I mean, that was the thing that was kind of hindering them was to begin the season he was hurt, but like you have you play FAU, East Carolina, North Texas, Rice, USF. Then you have the tough game to end the season at Tulane. But, I mean, I think they're firmly in the driver's seat. Like, East Carolina's bad. Very bad. I'm literally one more loss away from cashing that win total. And you're going to get it this week. And then North Texas, they got a lot of fuck around energy, but you're a lot better than them. Rice, I continue to just kind of lose faith in. Yeah. 
Uh, USF, again, who the fuck knows? It's a crazy conference, dude. Yeah, it, it really... I guess I should also throw in Memphis. They do only have the one loss. But I still think it's going to be Tulane SMU. Would be... I mean, it, it, the thing is, the American hasn't fully started getting into their conference schedule because, I mean, you still have a bunch of teams that are just one and one. Yeah. I will say that Temple and ECU, just out of it. Probably Charlotte, too. No chance yeah. in hell. Um, but go ahead. Let's go to Conference USA. And God bless CUSA. They had f- four games this weekend, two on Tuesday and two on Wednesday. Uh, Middle Tennessee State, 31. LSU, 23. Uh, LTU. Huh? LTU. What do you mean? You said LSU. Or, yeah, Louisiana Tech, sorry. Uh, Middle Tennessee State got their second win of the season. Um, Liberty. Liberty's probably going undefeated, dude. Uh, yeah. Look at their schedule. I'll pull it up for you. I'm right I, got, I got it. I, I don't know. The only game I see on that ga- on that schedule is Western Kentucky that they're losing. Yeah, I don't know. Um, To Wednesday, UTEP 27, FIU 14. I backed two one-win teams back-to-back days, and they both cashed. Um, UTEP, um, Hardison did not play in this game. They put this McConnell get in, and he literally just threw bombs. Yep. And... FIU buttoned it up at the end, but it was basically a blowout. And then New Mexico State 27, Sam Houston State 13. Still searching for that first one of the season. Um, Liberty's definitely in the title game. Um, Jacksonville State can't play in it. And then I think it's basically between Western Kentucky and New Mexico State. They do play each other, but I would say it's probably going to be Liberty, Western Kentucky. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I'm pretty sure when I looked at the odds for the conference, it's like plus 105 and plus 120. Yes, um, to the MAC, probably one of my being from Ohio, like our one of our favorite conferences. Um, Eastern Michigan twenty eight, Kent State fourteen. Um, Kent State tried some cute onside kick to catch Eastern Michigan off uh, guard to start the game, and Eastern Kentucky or Eastern Michigan runs it all the way back. So it, was, it felt really good as a better, but guess what? Kent Kent's frisky, mm-hmm. like really bad but frisky. Um, Toledo thirteen, Ball State six. Toledo cannot blow anybody out. If there's yeah, a, big, if yeah, it's a double ask, digit number, uh, te- fade them. A- ask uh, Texas Southern. Um, and they can't blow at FBS schools. Uh, here's the thing. They didn't even realize how much of a look-ahead spot this was for them. Yes. And we'll get to that in the, the look-aheads. Yeah. Um, Central Michigan, 17, Akron, 10. Akron frisky without DJ Myers. That that sucked. I think, I, I think it was nine and a half was the number I got. Mm-hmm. Um, Bowling Green, the most the sporadic... Does you never know what the hell is going to happen with them? Football team beats Buffalo twenty four to after Buffalo was getting hot. Yeah, I don't understand Bowling Green, Miami Ohio thirty four, Western Michigan twenty one, and then Northern Illinois twenty three. I'll have thirteen. This this is this is this stunk so much, and we just dove head fucking. This is a game that happens on Thursday. If this is on Thursday, I wouldn't be shocked. Because crazy shit in the MAC happens during the week on action. Yeah, this this was on a Saturday. This should have been an Ohio win, convincingly. And, yeah, the defense just didn't show up. Well, I shouldn't say didn't show up. Few plays where they just had broken plays and it was just long-ass touchdowns for Miami. Or, I mean, for uh, Northern Illinois. And then Ohio's offense, like, 
one of Roark's best or worst games this season. Uh, 22 for 36, 159 yards, and three picks. And they just, they honestly couldn't get the run game going, which, I mean, helps the pass game out so much. It was just rough game, rough game. Uh, Mountain West on Friday. Fresno- hey, are we going to go through the standings? Oh, shit, we didn't it because we have some big shit happening this weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, so in the East, Miami's 3-0, and Buffalo 2-1, OU 2-1, and then in the West, Toledo's 3-0, and then I'd get Central Michigan out of my face. Um, Northern Illinois 2-1, that's the only other team competing for them, in my opinion. Yeah, I think it's – I think Toledo's coming out of the West. Uh, they, hold on. Where is – I mean, you can you can afford to lose this weekend to Miami, but because that is the cross, cross conference, it's cross division game. Yes. Oh, and they already beat Northern Illinois. Yeah, so, so they're firmly in control. Yeah, yeah. But I will I say, was, I was I did I couldn't remember them playing Northern Illinois. So I will say, was preface this is action. Yes. And so crazy shit happens. Absolutely. And then in the East, Miami obviously plays Toledo this weekend. I don't care that Buffalo's two and one. Like no, no, it's this is a two team race, and I it comes. I'm pretty sure they beat Kent. No, they play they do play Kent this weekend actually, but um, OU plays Miami at home. So I think I'm still. I think Miami is really good, but I I'm still Toledo. Yeah, and honestly, like Miami does have the tough matchup against Toledo, but that is at home for them. But yeah, you, there's a good chance you could lose back-to-back games. Yeah. But, I mean, again, like we've been saying on here, there's three teams in the back, and there's probably everybody else. Yeah, and, I mean, for Ohio, just looking at it, Western Michigan, Miami, Buffalo, Central Michigan, and Akron. Like, yeah, should be fine. Friday night, Fresno State covers the spread for me. Fresno 37, Utah State 32. Um, yeah, easy over there. Saturday, UNLV 45, Nevada 27 in a rivalry game. UNLV, like, sneaky, a one-loss team. And then a weird game here. San Jose State 52, New Mexico State 24. Um, they were down at halftime. We kind of got invested in some of the later games and then randomly checked the score. We're like, oh, no, we're up 28. Yeah, that uh, seven was just easy. Grant, wish they wish there wasn't so much uh, fucking around to uh, – Started the game, but then like after that, was it uh, thirty-eight to seven after halftime? Yeah. Easy. Air Force thirty-four, Wyoming twenty-seven. Really, really fun game. Very here. good game. This may have been if it wasn't for Oregon and Washington, this had a chance to be the game of the week. Yep, they uh, twenty-seven, twenty-seven, and then. Uh, John Lee scores at the very end of the game to get him the win there. Didn't win by double digits, but I think Air Force is, as of right now, is representing the group of five in the New Year's Six Bowl. Which we need. They're still undefeated, and if you look at their schedule, they're Like going. Mount West, do, like do your job, just let Air Force. Air Force is going to go undefeated. They're going to be 13-0, and and they're going to be left out of the playoffs, and that is a travesty. Okay, I wasn't talking about the playoff. I still want them to be in a New Year's Six Bowl, but... Well, I mean, if they go undefeated, they're going to New Year's Six Bowl. Yes. Um, Colorado State 31, Boise State 30. Um, Yeah, keep me the fuck away from Boise State. What was that? I wasn't on on anything for this game, but it all came down to literally one play. Well, I mean... It was 30-10 to with six minutes left. 
Yep, and then you let them score another tu- score a touchdown, score another touchdown, and then Hail Mary. Ball, again, very similar to West Virginia. Houston just bounces right into the Colorado State players' hands. Yep. And Boise State is 3-4. and four. Yep. Um, San Diego State 41, Hawaii 34. Um, I mean, I, shout out to the true gamblers that stayed up to watch this football game. Brennan Schrager of Hawaii is the funnest quarterback to watch in football. He just throws bombs. He threw three straight passes over 50 yards. Like, he is so fun to freaking watch. Um, Hawaii is also very frisky too. Um, as far as standings goes, Air Force is up top there. They're four zero. UNLV two zero. Wyoming two and one. Fresno two and one. Boise is still two and one, but just trending still in the wrong direction. I think it's going to be it. To be honest with you, it's going to come down to. I think it's going to be Air Force and Wyoming since Wyoming's got the tiebreaker against Fresno. I don't know. Let's look. Let's look at uh, Wyoming's remaining schedule. So you're. Have bye at Boise State. Uh, then you have Colorado, Colorado State at home. Who the fu- uh, at home? They should be okay. And Laramie, yeah, they're winning that game. Uh, then you are at UNLV. Be tricky. Uh, Hawaii at home, and then you're at Nevada. Um, so I think there's legitimately two tough games there, but. I think there's a good chance that Wyoming is favored in all their remaining games. Yeah, and for Fresno, they host UNLV, host Boise, at San Jose State. They get, I mean, that's not a win. Yeah, at, ignore San Jose State being two and five. That they are a live team. And then they get San Jose, uh, New Mexico, and San Diego State. San Diego State that is a rivalry game, so and that's at San Diego yeah. State. But I will, I want, I do want to say this real quick. We are, we have been pumping up UNLV just a little bit. They have only beat Bryant, Vandy, UTEP, Hawaii, and Nevada. They beat Vandy. Though. So basically, flip flop. Like they're five and one. San Jose State's two and five. They're probably on the same level. All right, let me talk you into a path of Boise State Good getting luck. into the. Nope. Nope. I'm looking at her. Nope. Absolutely yeah. not. No. They might. They, Wyoming at home. Are they going to make a bowl game? At Fresno State, New Mexico uh, at home, at Utah State, home against Air Force. I think it's more likely they miss a bowl than go to the big Mountain West title game. Uh, yeah. I, New Mexico. They're three and four. Yeah. Yeah. I know. It's rough. Yeah. Not good. Not Dude. good, Jim. Is that crazy to say, or do you believe me? I think I don't think it's crazy to say whatsoever. So um, let's get these two out of the way because I don't want to forget about them. Uh, it's only one game. Troy Blank's Army nineteen nothing. That's basically it because we do have the independence too. Two yeah. probably the funnest, most intriguing one, the Sun Belt. Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't want to talk about one. Uh, Thursday or Tuesday, Coastal twenty seven, App State twenty four. Um, Tim Beck has the Shane Clears with a little bit of life. Did not expect that. Yeah. Uh, no, okay, here it is. Uh, James Madison, 41, Georgia Southern, 13. Oh, God. We all should have had this over. I will say, though. I don't give a fuck about the over. I thought Georgia State was live in this game. I will say, though, JMU, like, it, it's, it really, really sucks that they can't play in the Sun Belt Championship. They cannot make it to a bowl game because, honestly, like, if you gave me... If I had to put plus 100, plus 100, JMU, 
Air Force to be that undefeated uh, G5 team. My money is going all over JMU. I think JMU is better than Air Force, but... I I firmly disagree on that. Well, you can firmly... You disagree with a lot with me. Yeah, I I, I would... I actually look... I mean, take it for what it is. Predictive ratings have Air Force as a uh, touchdown favorite on a neutral. Um, I don't know. There's, there's also some. the schedule for JMU is different. Is a little bit is more difficult than Air Force's path. Exactly, but um, yeah, it. I had the over. We had one team supporting it. The other team wasn't. Uh, live and die with uh, Davis Brandon and apparently uh, JC French because each decided to throw a pick, including two for Bryn. And there was also two inside the red zone for Bryn. Bryn is addicted to throwing red zone interceptions. Yeah. He'll and, get you to the 20. And, I mean, McLeod's a dog. 20 for 31, 259 yards, three touchdowns, no picks. Yeah, this JMU team is very fucking good. That defense is very fucking good because Georgia Southern does have some dudes at wide receiver, but... I will preface from a betting standpoint, like JMU should be a team you should be backing like for the rest of the season because again they can't play in a bowl and they can't play in the Sun Belt Championship game. So the the only thing they have is to go undefeated. That is exactly. all they have. Exactly. So until they lose a game, like I would just continue to blindly throw my money at them. Mm-hmm. Um, Georgia State forty one, Marshall twenty four, and then Texas State twenty one, ULM twenty. Yeah, sorry for anybody that tailed my uh, Texas team. ULM's a little more frisky than a lot of people think. Um, I don't know, because they lost by, what was it? Um, as of late. As of late, yeah. the Literally the week before Cody, they lost 55-7 uh, to seven to South Alabama. Yeah. It's, a, it's so. an anomaly. It's an anomaly. <laughs> yeah, no. Some of those get away anomaly. from me. Some of those get away from me. I think the last two weeks was the, right? Mm. Was that last week? It was last week. Oh, God. Well, retract that. They're frisky. Um, as it comes to the standings, obviously James Madison can't make it. Georgia State's 2-1. and one. Old Dominion is 2-1. and one. Um, Georgia Southern 1-1. Basically, that whole everybody's alive in, that, in the... I, I mean, maybe Coastal isn't because they do have already two losses. But, I mean, they do have the... Georgia State has a tiebreaker over them, but there's... They're, they're, they have a, this conference hasn't played enough conference games to really... Yeah, truly. Pick it. But if I'm saying who's the best team in the East, I think I'd be Georgia State. That's where my money would go to. I think I think Dorian Granger is probably the he's having a like a G five. But also at the same time, like I'm not ready to just eliminate Georgia Southern because like outside of the that JMU game, I think they can compete with just about every team on like on this side, oop, I don't want to look at o- ODU. I don't care ODU. I think Georgia. I think Georgia Southern. So beat. Georgia Southern has uh, UM UL Monroe this week. They could lose it. They Davis Brent will throw. No. If Davis Brent has a Davis Brent game, they could lose that game. Okay, I yeah, I get that. Um, then you play Georgia State, which is at home for you. Uh, then you're at Texas State. At Marshall, ODU at home, and then you're at App State. Oh, God. I don't know. It's a tough schedule. I Yeah, that's a... Oh, man. All right, let's look at Georgia State's. Uh, 
You're at UL Monroe. Or I mean not UL Monroe. Uh, Louisiana Lafayette. You're at Georgia Southern. Host JMU. Host App State. <laughs> at LSU. <laughs> and then... Yeah, just randomly throw an SEC opponent in the middle of your conference schedule. That's, and then you're at ODU. Oh God, even their path is tough. I mean, all right, the Sun Belt, like we said, especially when you throw in the random SEC school out of nowhere. And then in the West, Troy, Texas State, both two and one. You uh, Lafayette's one and one. South Alabama's still alive there, one and one. And then I mean, Arkansas State's one and one. Yeah, I mean. Right now, it's too hard to tell in the Sun Belt. Yep. Really. 100%. I mean, honestly, it, it sucks because, like, ultimately, what should our answer be? Oh, JMU's running away with this conference. But, unfortunately, that can't happen. Yep, I know. Um, Connor, go ahead and with, give us a look ahead for this All right, week. just looking ahead to some of the games. We have probably a hell of a lot better i don't even know who's playing in the nfl thursday night game this week but we have the a huge game in the sun belt jmu at marshall granted marshall got knocked down a little bit by georgia state this week but still gonna be a good game then you have my hell in the cell match uh penn state at ohio state Air Force is at Navy. Just love any time we could watch the service academies uh, play each other. I wrote this down, but is it really going to be that kind of a game? Uh, Wazoo at Oregon. Uh, granted, yeah. last year Wazoo gave Oregon a run for its money, but that was probably not going to happen this year. Uh, you ha- We have Tennessee at Alabama. Can Alabama avenge last season's loss? Toledo at Miami of Ohio, a great game in Oxford in the MAC. Uh, TCU at Kansas State, especially if TCU is going to be alive like it seems. Uh, Duke at Florida State, Connor versus Cody. Yeah, I don't care. <laughs> like if it, like Riley's not playing, I don't have a lot of faith. Uh, Utah at USC, can they punch USC in the mouth enough without? cam rising potentially uh clemson at miami and ending it with another great game in the sun belt georgia state at louisiana lafayette all right let's close out here picks for the uh weekday slate uh shit didn't uh, i get prepared uh i got one uh get it before the line continues to go up i got it at one it's up to three now i'm pretty sure Still, lay it with New Mexico State. They're f- such a good team. Uh, trying to... You know. I have a lean, and that's the game that's, like I told you, it's very much pulling me. I'm leaning towards New Mexico State. I have that written down. But the way Mc- that UTEP offense looked with McConnell at quarterback... I don't care. ...scares me a little bit. Still, but the, again, still Jerry- New Mexico State has the uh, quarterback advantage. Yes. Yes, they do. But again... Mexico State, I've always have flashbacks to week zero against UMass. Uh, the other one that I actually have a bet on, uh, the Middle Tennessee State uh, Liberty over 54 and a half. Yeah, I got, I'm laying the points with Liberty in that game, minus 14. Uh, taking the points with Jacksonville State against Western Kentucky. Um, again, leaning New Mexico State. I actually lean FIU again. I think Sam Houston's got this weird, like, 
just can't get one magic. Wouldn't lock that one up though. And then like I'm agreeing with you. I'll take JMU on Thursday. And then Friday. Oh, I for Friday favorite play of the week. I weekend. forgot. Yeah, I forgot that was firmly on JMU. That line keeps dropping, and I do not understand why. Home field. And well, I mean, I got it at four and a half, and it just keeps dropping. I don't, I don't understand why. JMU is clearly the better team. The one that's gone the other direction that I have Friday is so I got it eighteen. I'll lay it to twenty and a half. Lay the points of SMU against Temple. Temple is a dead team walking. EJ Warner did not play Saturday. I don't think he's playing this week. All the reports say he's probably going to be out again. Temple stinks. SMU just watch what SMU did to East Carolina, and these teams are very comparable. ECU might be better than Temple as well. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's all the weekday. Yeah, also at. like fuck you football. Like why do we have one game Friday? Yeah. Like what am I going to do at ten o'clock? Give me a why isn't the Mountain West game at 11 o'clock. Well, me, I'm thankful because I get to have a good night's sleep before. Fuck sleep, dude. It's college football. Well, I, I mean, before, I, before, I, before me and my team go to work. That is, that is very true. I'll give you that. Um, yeah, we'll be back later in the week with picks. This is the end. Uh, we're out of here. Peace. Peace.